This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. But it is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on 98.9 Northwest FM. Back in the studio, trying to dodge the Rona, but we're back here online with uh, Edward Bunting, Mr. Alan Beep Singh, Scotty Doe Johnson, Rizzy Ross Actor, and Thomas the Tank, uh, sorry, David, David Thomas the Tank Prince. I'm, I'm, I'm going to write this down because I get it wrong every week. How are you, gents? And uh, what's happening in your world? Fit and well. well. Oh, We're all good except Riz, who <clears throat> is his turn this week to pass the baton and have Rona. We're doing it big. Look <laughs> sick. That's all I gotta say. We're doing a big. Well, yeah, I, he doesn't look that, does he? Hey, how, how you feeling? Is like um, you said, you said to me you were a bit flat yesterday, and and um, look, and you got you're positive, but just just uh, just how you feeling? Like you coping all right, and you know, just taking it easy. Yeah, or? we're we're doing a big. We've uh, isolated myself in my own little room. I should start reading all the COVID purchases I made which I've got pretty much a whole bookshelf of stuff. Um, <laughs> so I should start reading that, including the Mighty Car Mods, signed, exclusive coffee table book without a coffee table in my room. <laughs> so I should start to do that. But apart from that, yeah, feeling all right. Just, you know, last night was a bit rough, but I think uh, when you're, every night's rough and you're living in the streets of Dufton. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, <laughs> no, no real difference. This is the man with, with two Teslas, yeah, real. <laughs> it's tough really, out of town. It's, it's really tough out here. Sorry for you. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting some data off Vic Roads on um, um, electric vehicles and the postcodes they're based in because if that happens, I'd be surprised to see more than two Teslas in Dufton's postcode. <laughs> but all, all good now overall well that's, uh, that's good to overall hear well. um, we'll get to your car uh, car base and, and you, you mentioned before the show about about Honda and, and a few other companies we'll, we'll get to that in a second the man the myth the legend who's made his return uh, the prodigal son has returned his name is Alan Beep uh, how are you mate it's good to have you back I'm um, good uh, thank you for having me back uh, it's been a bit of a highest how many weeks have I missed like three, a three lot. or four. Yeah, four, probably four actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been yeah, a while. I I was just ill and just generally, yeah, not really feeling it. Uh, so I apologise. Are you um, feeling better now? Yes, yes, and I'm also preparing to head back to the the capital city. You know, to get back to my consulting. Um, it's obviously it's just, it's, I've, I've gone on a holiday and the, the whole country's become a mess hundreds of thousands <laughs> of cases you know as you can see yeah. take a couple of weeks off and it's all chaos when you're heading, um, when you, when you heading back dude? probably this Sunday okay so um, yeah I'm gonna get uh, the, the STRs already I've put it on a trickle charger yep. um, just to make sure the battery since I've driven around too much um, is you know nicely topped off I did get it serviced 
on New Year's Eve. Um, took it into Subaru Docklands um, because they have the STI area. Uh, <laughs> according to the gentleman there, I can actually just take it to any Subaru dealer and they'll technically be able to service it just fine. Um, I guess like the like the STI guys also get trained with the regular guys and then the regular guys each kind of have an opportunity to train the STI area. And that being said, you know, it's the same-ish engine and it's been the same engine for a while. So I don't imagine the STI guys have any particular extra set of skills that are super necessary. So did they roll the red uh, carpet out for you? Or, so, or, or the, the, sorry, the, the cherry blossom red carpet because yeah, it's the STI <laughs> color. And then, did, they, did they roll that out for you? Is... No, I didn't roll that. I did go to the top floor though where the STI service bay was. Ah, you know, yes. There are, no, so, there are no pleb cars allowed there. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I saw an XD there. But <laughs> it is what it is. Um, thankfully, I took that little... Um, uh, it was a sticker I got from one of the detail stores that says, this car is protected by a ceramic coating. Please do not wash. Even though the car wasn't protected by that particular ceramic coating. But I just had that in the... Um, uh, just tagged onto the rear view mirror. I also told the, the service guy, I said, just please don't wash it. I understand you guys do have the, the car wash, the automatic car wash and everything else. I appreciate that, but I don't want it washed. And he's like, I understand. He had a look. He's like, I can see that it is, you know, well looked after. So I can see why you don't want to wash it. I'm like, thank you, Alex. You know, the, the camera guys, I, I trusted them. I, I didn't say don't wash it. I just assumed they wouldn't because it's camera. Mm. No one does nice things to you there. Um, <laughs> but they washed it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this time I made sure um, nobody did. The car was completely fine, um, as I'd expected. They gave it the service. I've uh, packed it up, and all should be well with that. Um, the MX-5, which I think, I haven't driven around too much. I do I do think I need to take it in for a service. I, either I'm getting a bit of noise from the diff or um, possibly the transmission. I do want to change out both fluids. But I'm also, I've also started looking at a Torsen LSD um for the mx5 oh. because you can get those yeah. and although i'm not going to be taking it you know too much to a track i think having an lsd might be a little extra fun possibly in the wet yeah. um a so of, if i can get say, it for, if i can get it for a reasonable price i might go for that a lot of people say uh, an lsd in that uh, in them makes a world of difference so and something like a torso i don't have to worry about worn out clutch packs and all that stuff um it's not it's not very really great for drag racing that being said i don't think you buy an mx5 for drag racing so um, I, I think it'll be nice on you know, some windy roads. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unless I LS swap it, then that'll be a nice, uh, nice drag racer. But that, that's uh, all the details so far, I think. Nothing much has really changed. Once we started getting the higher case numbers, I've also kind of not really gone out much um, and done much, you know, just because it just seems that you turn a corner and there's, you know, there seems to be some COVID rocking around there. Yep, agreed. Edward Bunting. Hello. Hello, updates with you and how are you going? like to talk about cars, cars, cars. I have bought a Ford Ranger. Ooh. Mainly because Matt's brother has one, Tyrone <laughs> had one. And I was like, I need to be part of the cool kids. We could have been the D-Max club. Why would you do that? Exactly. <laughs> D-Max, please. So, yeah, no, I... I didn't. I, I don't. I don't want it. Like I didn't. I didn't sort of go looking for it particularly. But my friend's company car was his car since new. The company's selling off a few assets and are winding up part of the business. And it just seemed like a good deal. So mm. I thought, okay, I'll avail myself of that. Which is funny because now he has no car. So he's like, <laughs> oh, can I borrow the Sheraton Mitsubishi Mirage? And so 
I uh, I picked up the Ranger from his house and loaned him the Mirage, and I'm like, this feels very wrong. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm driving out in your car, and uh, you've got my car. This is sort of weird. Anyway, so um, in in with one, out with another. Temporarily. What did you, what did you think of the Ranger? Uh, I've only driven it a relatively short distance, but it's very light in the steering. So I found the steering to be fairly direct and, and, and pretty light. It didn't feel trucky in the steering. Mm. It does feel big. It feels fat, you know, which is, I think the, you know, the bonnet's big, the pillars are big, the view out the back, everything feels really fat on it. And so you're motoring down the road on, and it's on, you know, it's, it's body on chassis. So it feels quite rubbery, I suppose was mm. the word I'd use, you know, it sort of feels like you're sort of bouncing down the road a bit. And I do remember thinking last night when I drove it, I thought, gosh, the, the Pajero is firmer and far more car-like and far, it feels uh, more petite, you know, like you can see the end of the bonnet and the doors are not so fat that you, you know, kind of can't see over them and the mirrors aren't that fat. And I just, I felt like the Pajero was, was sort of a ranger on a diet or something. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, look, it wasn't bad and it's by, by and large, it's one of the better driving you know, dual cab utes out there. They sell a hell of a lot of them, but... That's an XLT, I think you said, didn't you? It might XLS. XLS. mid-spec sort of spec. Yep, yep. Like, Is that... The, do they only come in the diesels? Uh, I think yeah. they only do diesel. 2.2? Mine's, mine's the five-cylinder oh. 3.2, the older mm -hmm. motor. Yeah. And then there's a newer two-litre turbo or something, I think. Right. Yeah, by turbo. Um, Buy right. turbo the 10 speed auto, mine's got a six speed auto. So, no, look at for what it is, it feels great, it feels fine, but I still prefer driving the patch. Yeah, they are big, and that was the I had one for two years with work in Queensland. And mm. the biggest struggle I had was getting in and out of KFC drive throughs. Being yeah. brother well, Alan, Alan would struggle with these. <laughs> I think a porter drive throughs are He's a bit never going to live that down, is he? Never <laughs> ever. <laughs> Look, uh, if so, you took your car through there as well, you'd do the same thing. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. At least with at least with the the um, the bigger car, you got fat tires. You can just drive over any little curbs. You know, you say, "Get out of my way! I'm on a Ute." Um, as I was doing during the test drive of the Dmax, you supposed to just you know look down at people and pretend to run them over. I think exactly. I needed a, it had a cracked tail light on mine on the back left and. Um, so I put in for Roadworthy this morning and the mechanic said, I didn't even notice, but he said, oh, it's got a crack in the taillight. So I did a put a quick searching and lunchtime procured myself a, uh, yeah, a new Ford Genuine left rear taillight, 100 bucks, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Some, some guy traded his car in and bought this and didn't need it anymore. And I was like, yeah, I'll go get that. So I dropped that at my mechanic and I was like, basically I am bursting auto parts. Did it need much for a roadworthy besides that? No, no just, just that. Mm. Um, it's a very well serviced car. It's only done one hundred thirty thousand k. It's even it's, mm. like it's done a few k's for its age. It's a twenty eighteen model, but uh, very well serviced and a lot of highway and yeah. you know, tires are new on it. And it's really, I mean, what 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 would you expect to do on a car like that? It's never been yeah. off road. So, so Ed, what's the big plan with this particular? purchase uh, well i will not be replacing the pajero with it i can tell you that it will be uh you know for sale down the track to a you know a new Good. home a discerning tradesperson mm, a discerning tradesperson who wants a arb canopy and a uh, arb roof rack and a lovely tow bar mm. 
Ooh. What color is it? White. They're all bloody white. <laughs> They're all, all white. Oh no! You see, I see more. I seem to see more black ones, and I suppose the orange ones stand out more too. They and, do. Uh, yeah, that's true. And red, but white's far more saleable. And I think, dare I say it? I think you heard it first here. That's the most expensive car I've ever bought. There you go. I don't think I've ever spent Ooh. into the into the sort of thirties before, and that's uh, Ooh. yeah. I think prior to this, the 300CE at 20 grand when I first bought that, I think that was the most expensive I'd ever bought. So I'm really, you know, I've lashed out a bit on this. Um, other cars, what else can I tell you? Not really anything. No, I drove the Trago around a bit, around a bit. That's, that's running very nicely, touch wood. No, not much else. Oh, I did procure, I, did, I told you about the, the Renault parts that I've got to go and pick mm. up. Yeah, how I got the Drago bog there. Well, I've got to go back there in a four-wheel drive, and I thought, well, the Ranger is actually quite handy for that. <laughs> um, so I might I might have the Ranger and my Padge with, you know, twin cage trailers on the back, and, and that's how I'll get all my Renault parts, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Where are you going to put them? Yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> they will go at my storage depot, which therefore will mean that the Magna that's currently occupying that storage depot will have to go to another storage depot. Hmm. Or so, another home. Yeah, I'd like it to go to another home. I have uh, reduced the price slightly on that, if anyone's keen. 3850 for a Magna sedan. That's my car updates. Uh, Rizzy Ross, we'll get to your car updates before we get into David and Scott. Any updates with your vehicles? No, nothing. They would be in in park for uh for for a little bit of time. Interesting little topic. Even Alan mentioned it earlier around the batteries and charging them up. It seems that uh, the twenty twenty two models of the Model Threes coming out of Shanghai, they have a lithium ion twelve volt or accessory battery. It's not twelve volts, fifteen point five volts or whatever they call it. So I wonder if newer cars in the future, including Japanese, Koreans, and other automakers will start to use lithium-ion batteries instead. Mm. That's the only thing that I've got to add to this week. You haven't done any more online updates? It's not. I enjoyed listening. I wasn't on the podcast last week, but I enjoyed listening to the Christmas uh, indicator sounds and the fart noises and, and that. Surely <laughs> they brought something else out this week. Oh, no, they, they, I think... <laughs> They they sent another update and it just reversed some of the things that some of the UI <laughs> things that people were not too Don't happy about. Silly. <laughs> so, no, but all the Christmas stuff is still there. So I look forward to catching up uh, when we when we can in mm -hmm. the near future. And um, yeah, uh, running through the jingles and other bits and pieces. Mm. <laughs> One of my colleagues, Wizzy, has just ordered a Model Three. So he's, they're saying June, I think. Yeah, um, I think the first quarter allotment is all, the production is yeah. about to start. So just the way they work in Shanghai is they will produce cars for export markets in uh, the first, first and potentially second month of the quarter. And therefore the export market, so they'll produce them and they'll go out to wherever they have to go. Yeah. And then the the generally the second half of second month and the third month is for the local Chinese production and supply. So the first quarter allotment is already sold out. So yes, it would probably be close to June. Yeah, yeah. 
What do you know what colour did they order? I did ask him that. I said, oh, did you get that nice blue or the red? He said, no, nah, I didn't go the red, didn't go the black, uh, end up with white. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so that's, that's it. But just another quick note where we're quite lucky to get cars from Shanghai because it seems to be the test test rig for Tesla. So they'll put all these new things into cars coming out of Shanghai that they will trial before they roll it out into the U.S. factories. So your friend or is that your necessarily work, a good thing? It is because what they because of the scale, like the Shanghai factory nearly produced half of all Tesla cars last year. Wow! So it's it's very efficient and ramping up very quickly. So one of the changes that you'll see in your colleague's car, Ed, apart from that lithium-ion accessories battery is double insulation rear window like the whole glass roof is now double insulated as well and they come with the amd ryzen processor for infotainment which means i think you probably be able to play cyberpunk once tesla rolls that out given given the new processor that's mainly for graphics and I guess, infotainment. It's a uh, computer the, with wheels. That's what it is. Yeah. Mr. Prince, updates with you. Updates with me. Um, I've driven quite a few of the fleet over the last couple of days, which has been uh, been good. Everything's um, starting and running quite nicely, which is good. So steady as she goes, pretty much. Anything on Legend? Which legend would you be referring to? Well, I mean, oh. you know, for a man who has a, a part ownership of the coupe and the sedan. And the sedan, that's I right. I mean, if you, were, if you were in 1989 right now, you'd be a, you know, a bit of a big hitter. I'd have about $150,000 worth of cars. You're a, so, you'd yeah. be a powerful man. They were not, not cheap things. And another one popped up on the club email the other night. I, I, I saw that. Matty saw, saw it, the white coupe. Yeah. You did have a look at that. Down at uh, down past Geelong, I uh, haven't heard if anyone's jumped on that one yet. But no, I did a little bit on that today. It's got a noisy um, speedo cable, so I, I changed uh, a fiddle around with that. Um, and I don't know that I've fixed it. It was really gungy in the cable on the back of the, the speedo head when I uh, pulled it out. But I cleaned it all up and sprayed some some spray down the cable as best I could, and took it for a quick drive. And and it, it changed the way it sounded so a, a number of times. So in my optimistic little way of thinking, I'm hoping that it might actually, you know, be working its way down and, and fix itself, which would be brilliant. But having said that, you can still buy cables from the States through Rock Auto for 12 or 18 bucks or something. So oh, it's not a huge, it's just more getting it here, you know, and then pulling it all apart and getting it fitted. But um, the original grease that's in those old style speedo cables is like a, Sort of like a graphite grease, isn't it, or something? Yeah, this was pretty black and gungy. I think whoever's been in there before probably already sprayed something down it, and that's probably not helping. So yeah. uh, it was quite a thick black sort of nasty bit of stuff. So I cleaned as much of it up as I could and then put some fresh stuff in. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Mm. Uh, got it, been trying to find a place for, to do roadworthy for it, but... My local guys are actually all pretty chockers and, and booked up till February for even even Ooh. for me, which is wow. like a bit of a surprise. But uh, anyway, uh, but one, one interesting thing I did want to mention, I went down, I had cause to take a quick 
trip to Geelong pick um Jollies on Sunday. They had a particular colour car that I needed a part off that and I wanted the colour rather than having to paint it. Forty minutes from home, which, you know, is not much on a Sunday morning really. And um it was like going to go garage in, in Japan or, or um, <laughs> up garage, I mean, up garage or um, auto bucks or one of those. It was the, it, it was incredibly well laid out. All the sets of wheels and tires and all the head units and all the, it was it was a brilliant operation. And I, I got chatting to the guy who, uh, who was it was very quiet at nine o'clock on uh, on a Sunday morning down there. And he actually he lives at Pakenham, and he drives backwards and forwards to Geelong every oh, day. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he works for the works for the group of um, of Jollies, and and it sounds like he's a bit of a gun for high, you know, like sort of goes and sort of clean, sorts the place out and stuff. But oh. it was so beautifully laid out. Everything was priced. Everything was clean and tidy. And I thought, wow, this is better than Kmart. This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's pretty good. I guess he wouldn't want to pull the one in Danny Nong. That's quite a step up from some places that will remain nameless that we really oh, we sort of love we love the grit from those places though. Oh well, we do. <laughs> we do, but it's 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 all nice, so nice to have, you know, the, the sets of the decent sets of alloy wheels all nicely lined up and all that, and they're quite cheap and you can they're all matching tread patterns and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um and all the specific stuff, obviously, that sells. The place the other day had a whole table full of Commodore fuel flaps. Oh. <laughs> oh, all... Every colour of the rainbow, you know. Like... Yeah, they, all, they all seem to fall off. off. Yeah, whenever, that's right. Whenever they, uh, that's probably where they end up. They fall yeah. off and they end up at pick apart. But uh, at, uh, no, I've, got, I've got a theory, David, that they all end up there because uh, someone goes around at night. Just, just knocking them all off and saying, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like one of those... Um, one of those walls that have been dealerships with the, the colors of the, the, yeah. the, 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 the for the duco colors, you know, there was one of every <laughs> color. Flaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a shout out to Jollies because I, I, I think they're onto a good thing there. And, and yeah, it was, uh, I was really impressed with how it was laid out and the availability of different bits and pieces. And we might have to take another trip down there. Yeah, it could be a trip. And interestingly, too, the other thing I noticed, there are a lot of quite decent, well, almost too decent to be being wrecked, some of them, and a lot of them had Dawson Ford Geelong on the back. The Honda I was looking at was a Rex Goral car, you know. Oh, yeah. They don't go. Yeah, a lot of them are local cars. And years ago, one of the guys at one of the places I worked, he bought and sold quite a number of thing, uh, cars, and, and he said Ballarat and Geelong. He said that's where I look for my cars. Oh. He said he said that they'll they might have a few more Ks, but he said they'll be a lot cheaper. And he said and the few more Ks is because they've been on the you know the Western Highway or, yeah. or Geelong yeah. Road. Yeah, easy, you know, non sort of. You know, and he said I've never had a problem with a Geelong car or a Ballarat car. Wow. So I thought interesting. Good to know. Good, Good to know. Can't hurt it. Scott, Scott, Scott. Me. You said you've got some updates for us, my friend. I do have a bit of updates because I've been away for quite a bit. So You are hybriding your way around northern Victoria. Yeah, pretty much. Been everywhere, here and there and everywhere. Um, I guess I'll start with the car update for the 31. Um, As most of you know, I had the fuel pump die yet again. Ordered a new one, got that. Um, Had a look inside the tank and stuff and just looks like if you leave it and that that's like a varnish, it turns into like a varnish, a sticky varnish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I put a good cleaner through it um, and a fuel stabiliser as well. Started up straight away, so it's running perfect. What else did I do? I had a look at the seized caliper that it supposedly had. I couldn't get it to push back. I'm thinking maybe it screws back in, doesn't push back in. I don't know. I just tried like one of the G clamps there and just used all the way through. It didn't push back at all. Didn't mm. budge, unfortunately. But it looks like there's a special tool that kind of goes in there that sits in there and might twist it and twist it in, I think. Maybe. I don't know. All the other ones just pushed straight back in. It was pretty easy, but this one, nah. I even sprayed it a lot, covered it with WD-40 and that. But that was a no-go. Mm. That fuel line underneath, um, it's only just starting to weep, so I've just wrapped it for now, and when I do get the roadworthy, I'll just get them to replace it because it looks like a bit of a pain in the butt mm. trying to line your stomach to to get underneath. It just looks a little bit awkward. It would be easy if you had a hoist. Yep. That's for sure. So I'll just get them to replace that bit of hose for me. I got the front indicator lens that I needed that was cracked. I got a new one on the way, and he even threw in a free... You know, on the roadworthy where it said in the in the boot the missing rubber grommet. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's oh. thrown one in for me for free. This bloke. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting it from um. Oh, what are they? What's he called? Shop R31 that okay. I found. He's got oh, a website cool. going up soon, but yeah, and I got in between the headlights and the front bumper. There's a filler panel that goes on the R31s. I got a new one of those too. Yeah, nice. Well, I do like that. That's through creative marketing. There's a bit of truth in in what they're actually supplying, aren't there? There's no ambiguity there. You know, it's not like all cool stuff for Japanese cars. It's thirty-one. <laughs> exactly right. Yep, he had everything that I needed, so that's all sorted. Got to wait for that to arrive. What else? I've haven't really. Subaru's been really, really good. Touchwood, been up to sale, all the way up to sale and back on one tank. One tank of fuel. I still had a quarter of a tank. That's very good. When I got back. That's the other weekend we went to Phillip Island. I did some go-karting there on the track. That was pretty fun. Um, too many people though on the track at the same time. So couldn't get some good lap times. It was mainly just dodging people. Uh, but that was pretty fun. Oh, I've um changed my driving style <laughs> when I'm driving. Well, this is big news. This is like this is like doing your hair. You know, in the opposite yeah. direction, or <laughs> you know, like sleeping—it's like sort of sleeping on the other side of the bed all of a sudden, or something. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's if it's age setting in or not, but I was kind of thinking, and I think is when we went on the went on the cruise, and when we were um, driving back from it, just that relaxed kind of driving—you'll get there when you get there—kind of mentality really changes your mind with mm. how you actually drive. Because a lot of times, yeah, I do enjoy driving, but, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I just want to get past this car. I just want to just quickly get past this person. I don't like being behind this person, that kind of mentality. I got that quite a lot. And just being able to sit back and just drive and more relaxing, it just works. Wow. So when did this, you have this revelation, what car were you driving at the time, Scotty? <laughs> when I had the uh, the Subaru. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, usually, yeah, I might kind of. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it was a bit because I, I kind of knew beforehand, you know, the people that kind of drive like that impatient and weaving through traffic, 
in the long run, they're only getting maybe one or two minutes ahead in time. It's not really drastic amount of minutes that they're, you know, in a rush. And most of the time, if you're just plodding along, you catch up to them on traffic lights and things like that anyway. So. Absolutely. Uh, Scotty, those <clears throat> one to two minutes tailgating uh, Celerio on a toge run up off the seat. I mean, the difference between winning and losing. Yeah. yeah, so it's just where you do it, I think. And oh, just, just enjoy the drive, really. I just kind of pull along, stick to speed limit. You know, you still get annoyed if someone's doing 20Ks under the limit, but that's different. Hmm. I do think... Oh, sorry, sorry, David, go, go. I was just going to say, the other thing is, you're going to get better economy. Everything on your car is going to last longer. Your brakes are going to last longer, you know, every component's going to last longer. You know, the less you, you know, the, the more automotive sympathy you practice along those lines. It not only helps your mental health, um, but, yeah, it helps the car too. I mean. Yeah. I didn't mention we head up to Mount Buller too. Mm. Yes. So I was up there, up at Mount Buller, Some hit the slopes. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, 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 the dry slopes up there. Yep. A lot of, um, yeah, people like mountain biking that. I think mountain bike season. Hmm. Up there, so there's a lot of that. Um, that was pretty good. The oh, those road is so twisty. I'd hate to be on a bus. Mm. <laughs> it gets so narrow Ooh, on some of those corners. Like, Imagine on a bus in the ice. Oh, I know yes. that'd be so scary. Mm. Yeah, when I, the I, bus driver is on ice as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like the bus driver from The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I love when he cra- I love when he crashes. And he's like, he's like, uh, everybody, this, the, what, what does he say? He's like, he's like, everybody, this, that, this didn't happen. You, I, I, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't smoking enough. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Otto. 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 Man. <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah. Now, I was just going to add. It's. Uh, I think it's a, a nice change of pace you found there, Scotty. To you know, like have a more zen drive, and even with David's additions, I think they're they're, they're good. Um, things to suggest but i can't help but think <laughs> we're gonna lose a talk we're gonna lose a talk going on because it's, it's a bit of a losing mentality you know every every drives a race and if you're not first then you're last basically you know driving like that i just i drive with a, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless volvo alex and um <laughs> He's always weaving in, out, bang, overtaking people on the left or undertaking people on the left. And his indicator, uh, he's so violent with it. And every time I'm in the car with him, I'm like, that thing's going to snap off. Like, (laughs) can you just cruise? Like, it's so, it's exhausting for me as a passenger to be part of that. You know, I'm just like, oh, enough already. Just put it in fourth, leave it in fourth and just cruise. Like, like you said, Scott, it's far more relaxing. Yeah. And oh, so, sounds said, like you're not, <laughs> you're not really losing much time or anything no, like that. No, you'll wind up like the guy that I mentioned on our Facebook chat where you'll end up losing yeah, control yeah. and hit a car on the other side of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah that can happen. Someone that but, just doesn't uh, know how to drive. Mm. I'll add or, one, or more thing, you, one more thing. You, go on, Scott. Big shout out to uh, my partner Ash for getting the best time in go kart. Oh, well, there you oh, go! Yeah. Really? She beat me. She beat me by a tenth. Scotty, wow. this, that explains this, the whole Zen thing. That explains everything right? right there. 
<laughs> See, he lost. Oh. He lost the go karting, and now he's, he's dealing with it. It's all about the Zen. Uh, it was. It was sliding far too much for me. I kept drifting. You know, I had initial D mentality the whole time. That's <laughs> my excuse. And when it slides, it just bogs down and goes too slow. So. Yeah, watch the speed off. That's, see, yeah. see, Scotty, you've because you because you've officially lost, and well, to your girlfriend um, as as a, as the, the the main culprit here. I think it's made you realize you're like, you know what? There's no point in this anymore. I'm just, I'm just, I'm throwing them in the towel. I'm shit anyway, so I may as well. <laughs> but I think, Scotty, you mentioned initial D earlier on. There is a sequel coming. There is. Yeah, next I saw year. So I think Scotty's going to be driving in his Zen mode till then. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, he will be. He'll be the Toge king, dude. He's just gonna send us a picture of a paper cup uh, filled with water, and he, that's all he was just said. That's all he say, just like gentlemen, and he just just with a picture of that. It'll be like, oh, okay, that, that, Scotty's back. Scotty's back. Yeah, then the next picture is just flashing lights behind me. <laughs> <laughs> that's I've got to accumulate more of my demerits at the moment. Thank you very much. <laughs> very but yeah, the the track there um, was pretty good. I'd say the carts need to be a bit quicker, but. When you go off the accelerator on, they pop and bang. That was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good These fun. These were the ones at Phillip Island, weren't they? Yes. Yes, yeah. Yep. So a lot of the turns you can take at full speed and stuff like that. I think the, the first time, the first lap, I spun out straight away because it took it way too fast. <laughs> but after that, that was the only spin out. Well, it's a replica of the track, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Yeah. That would be very cool. I haven't, I haven't driven go-karts there. I think we need to do a go-kart day, gentlemen. Oh, Scott, I mean, Scotty's already zenned out, so he, he's, he's going to be an easy beat. But uh, I'll just plot along. <laughs> yeah. but, but the rest, we'll, we'll have to see. I'll have to drop a few more kilos before we get on the go-karts. Uh, weight reduction matters a lot more when <laughs> no, we no. power on tap. Alan, it's good because the problem Scott mentioned is, Traction. you know, when, when you spin out, if you're too light, you, you can't hold it through corners. You do spin out, whereas, uh, you know, a little more weight in the corners is a good thing. Yeah, it was sliding really easily yeah. around the hairpins and stuff like that, yeah. and I'd have to slow down quite a bit. It just wouldn't maintain the, the speed. So once it does spin and you catch it again, it just bogs down. Yeah. Can't no, keep up that momentum. I've, I've been karting before with many people, and the, uh, the, the slightly more uh, weighty competitors do quite well in the corners. Mm. If there's a lot of straights and you get out accelerated, that's terrible. <laughs> I will admit that was my second time go-karting. So. Okay. Is that all? Only been twice. Yep. What have oh, you been doing God. the last 30 years? Hey, I've only been twice. What? what? Oh. Oh, I've been <clears throat> bloody 50 times. Yeah. Uh, I, take, I take actual cars out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On Zen drives. On Zen drives. <laughs> no, this is this is um, going imagine, further Scotty. back when I was younger and more vibrant. I can imagine you, Scotty, like Seinfeld. You know, there's an episode where George's father is trying to do this relaxation technique, and he keeps yelling like, "Serenity now!" Serenity now! Oh yes, yeah, serenity, <laughs> serenity now! Serenity now! You know, and, he, and they're like, "You're not meant to shout it. You know, you're meant to." Say it. <laughs> I yeah. tell you what, it's hard sometimes when you see some of the drivers. <laughs> Now, serenity now. <laughs> uh, Not easy. <laughs> well, dude, one of my one of my good friends uh, I went to uni with. He drives a bright green Hyundai Accent or Accent or however you want to say it. So he's known for his use of 
zenning, let's just say zenning stuff, if you know what I mean. And basic, <laughs> and ba- and basically his plate is is, is zen z z e n, and then it's got a number. So I'm like, dude, this plate suits you perfectly. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, He's got the green card. He's only got that plate because the hot box plate has already gone somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, he's got the green car and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's very zen about things. So let's just, we'll just leave that there. Uh, my updates, gentlemen, right? And Alan will. No, the kids, mate. There we Move go. Um, we but thank you. Thank you. So I've had a, I've had a busy week, actually. Uh, today in particular was very busy helping my sister get her forester ready for sale so we uh we cleaned it and we cleaned it and we cleaned it some more then we cleaned it some more and we cleaned it some more um and we also put her original wheels back on so basically it's she's like oh i don't know why i didn't do this sooner i'm like oh she looks nice i'm like oh, well, i don't want to sell it now did she say yeah it, that does often happen you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like um it's like uh you know captors in a in a basement falling in love with their person that um you know that syndrome stockholm syndrome, stockholm syndrome yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's it's i don't know if it's like that that's probably <laughs> you kind of forget how good it actually looks when it's cleaned yeah i've yeah. done that with the subaru it's gotten you know dirty and stuff and then once you clean, you go oh wow it does sparkle <laughs> it, it does look oh, right. when, you, when you brought it along to that uh, to to our classic not japan drive and i'd only seen it probably a month before yeah like, you did it was filthy it was a then different car. <laughs> yeah Absolutely a different car it looked great <laughs> oh, it is a good looking car that before but yeah so her her forester i said well, are you sure you want to sell she's like she's like well i love this car but I kind of want more power and I like your car more. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, well, fair enough. I'm like, cause like, there's nothing wrong with your car. She's like, she's like, yeah, but you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just, I'll just end it there. So, so now um, we've taken photos. We just got to you know, pop it up for sale. Um, but I got to get out the, uh, the polish cause it's got some love taps from people and from I'm assuming her as well all over the car. So I'm going to try to get some of those out, but it's coming in on Thursday or Friday for its uh, roadworthy check to see what it needs. Doesn't need much um, from from getting it service. It didn't need much at all. So just double checking everything. So then we can. Uh, it needs tires because her original tires that we put back on were shot. So we'll have to put tires on it. But yeah, make sure uh, the boot's got a rubber bung in it. Yes. Yeah. Rubber, rubber, <laughs> make sure it's there. <laughs> Very important. Oh, and that your seatbelts are untwisted. Yeah, important. yeah. So just, just, just turn them around, Scotty, and then you yeah, be, untwist be, them, and you should be right. Yeah. Should be right. Bloody hell. So yeah, we we spent all day doing that, and um, you know, my sister was getting her hands dirty, so she was uh, you know, changing and changing her wheels and, and stuff, and it made me a proud brother again. I was like, well, this is this is uh, I've, I've taught you well, young Padawan. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yesterday and last Friday, I've been I've started looking for the original um accessories for my typhoon because you know they're going to, they're kind of getting hard to get so i found shopping around one guy wanted a ridiculous amount of money for it but i shopped around again that we're getting for like 50 bucks the uh the original cargo rubber boot mat for the for the car so mm. basically I, I bought that second hand and um it was pretty dirty so i gave it a, gave it a scrub and then just tire shined it and it came out brand new and so then i i just i rubbed all the grease off it and it, and it looks great so i popped that in the boot it looks awesome managed to get um, a few other bits and pieces so i went to ford got a bonnet protector because they were all clear they're, they're, they're clearancing a lot of items so i got got that how got, did you uh, know they were clearancing uh but... mum goes there with parts quite a bit so mm. they, um so she, she she's that, that's how i got my that's how i got my fpv wheels for it yeah you know 
uh, the other set because they're 1400 bucks a wheel normally i got the whole set for 1400 bucks so mm. i was pretty wrapped with that that time that, mm-hmm. um yeah so it's it's not what you know it's who you know as, as they as they say um got that got a set of uh, genuine seat covers neoprene waterproof seat covers for it for the front pop them on got a new fan sticker because my one was getting a bit faded and old and i'll put put that on as well and just got a got a got an oil filter for it while i was there because you know it was like 10 bucks so i'll just add that add that in um cargo net for for, for the boot so i'm just just getting the, the little bits and pieces that it, that it, you know it, that kind of will be like wow that car's got you know everything so yeah that was that was that mr2's still getting the alternator done and uh the that oil leak fixed so I should have that back hopefully next week. And is the uh, the air conditioning back to working now, Matty? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's working great. Really good, actually. Su- surprisingly good. So yeah, so that that's been fine. But yeah, just the alternator decided no more. So that's oh yeah, three hundred and twenty odd thousand k's of of life. I think it's due to say no more. So yeah, that's pretty much it on that. In in terms of uh in in terms of my my car updates, the guy. Mercedes. The guy, Mercedes. Uh, I'm driving it tomorrow, Scotty. So I'll message you guys tomorrow. Ooh. All right. I'll make sure my phone is off silent because I'm yeah. sure I'll get a ring. <laughs> Where are you driving that car, Matthew? Well, I'm taking it to breakfast tomorrow morning. With I'm meeting up with a friend. We're going very early, so we're away from everybody. So we're gonna gonna get uh, gonna get some nice foods, and then I'm gonna just take it for a drive. I think just just go for go for a bit of a uh, punt around oh you daredevil you i know right <laughs> living life on the edge <laughs> oh man it's it's a scary life when, I, when, I, when i'm rocking the bends but yeah no that that's that'll be what i'm doing tomorrow and yeah so t- also tomorrow afternoon i'm putting the putting the car up online with my sister so that will be that'll be my my you have day. racv total care matthew i do good idea <laughs> <laughs> Checking. I have it because I drive around in shit constantly, but uh, you know it's a good idea for older older car owners to have that. Indeed. I've got it too. You know, Subaru life. Yeah, hey, it's a good life though. It's it's a. I like my Subaru. I'm I'm, I'm going to miss the Subaru life. Uh, you know, uh, when I when I get rid of my Forester, it's 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 kind of. Must be great that thicker oil, and I haven't been needed to add anything in it. The whole drive to sale and everywhere, perfect. Yeah, they're good cars. Anyway, today I'm driving back, right? And, and like, I, I'm a bit like you now, Scotty. I'm a bit zen in, in, in the car. Like, uh, I'm not racing around anymore. I just, just kind of put around. And I'll be driving the laser, obviously, because like I've, I'm weaning myself off the forest now. So, so, it's, <laughs> so, so the burn doesn't hurt as much. And um, so driving around. I always listen, I always listen on a podcast now. Like, I, I, don't even, I don't even, like, ha- like have my music blaring like I used to when, when I was on my P's. Like, I'm just, I, I, I am, like, a bit like you, becoming a bit more zen in, in, in my driving. And I saw a uh, I saw a, a courtesy car for um, a European parts or so European automotive uh, you know, mechanical repair shop, and I'm like, oh yeah, and then they, and they do BMW, Mercedes, and and the likes. But then I was looking at what the courtesy car was, and have a guess what type of car it was, gentlemen? Camry. Uh, close. Well, you're getting warmer. It's a, it's the right. No, it was the right car. I uh, very close. It's the it was a Hyundai Accent or oh, I sent. Uh, so, and I'm like, that says a lot, doesn't it? Like they don't even want to use the Euro- European cars for their for their. Uh... Well, a friend, a friend of ours, or Rowan, who's been on the show, he used to work for Lance Dixon Saab in Doncaster. Well, they did Jaguar Saab, and I think Lance, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo, yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, their courtesy cars were 
Camry wagons. Yep. They had two or three or four of them he mentioned, and he said they never got serviced. They would just be out every day. And, yeah, they, they didn't give people Saabs or Alphas, that's for sure. <laughs> I wonder how many how many people who use those as courtesy cars actually thought, you know what, this isn't a bad thing. I might actually just buy one. No, nah, I'm taking uh, over. I think they'll... Like, mm, compared to my Alpha, this is always on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And this is done 300,000 kilometres. I think a bit of that would go on. I'd be like, this car works. Mine doesn't. Why is that the case? Why do why do I it's like it's like when uh it's like when a dog looks at itself in the mirror after it's chewed up the couch and you've told it off and it's like, why am I like this? And then oh yeah, I'm a dog. That's right. Like it's 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 one of those things that's just like, no, I I bought an alpha. That's the just why am I like this? Well, because I bought an alpha. That's what the alpha does when it looks in the mirror. Why yeah. do I keep breaking down? Oh, that's why. <laughs> I'm an alpha. <laughs> oh, I'm an alpha. <laughs> I used to work with a, a, a psychologist in the, when I was working for the government and uh, she only drove Alphas. They were the only cars. She she was very, very good friends with the owners of Beninkas in Surrey Hills. I'm sure yeah. she would have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And all the time, it was just breaking down constantly. Um, the car's in at Beninkas. Um, can I get a lift to Beninkas tonight? And I've got to be, it's been in sure. Beninkas. Come in my Camry. That's right. <laughs> Oh. Uh, how often is your car in the shop? Well, uh, twice a year for its for its uh, service, and that's about it. Oh, really? I, I mean, I mean, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, isn't it a real thing that your car should be there like twenty times a year? That's I, right. I, I mean, Four, what, five, six, seven, eight times. With, with with Land Rover owners, like they 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 want the pain. It's 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 accepted <laughs> that they that, that they have you know their, their their chassis off the car. Uh, oh, or, we know, talked yeah. about that, didn't no, we? Yeah. That guy, yeah, the, yeah. The, the nutter that had the, the body off chassis or whatever. Well, I, I was talking, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but my brother's Padge, which was my dad's old Padge, which we bought secondhand when my dad got it, had done 50,000 K. So we've, it's now just clock 300 and we've had it since 50. So we've had it, you know, most of its life. But because uh, it, it just clocked 300 the other day and I said to my brother, how's it running? He said, oh, it's like, like a freight train, beautiful. And I said, well, let's just recap what, what have we done to that car in the last 250,000 kilometres? And we bought it when it was six years old already, you know. So I'm like, we've done just now at 300, the right front wheel bearing, one wheel bearing. And it had a starter uh-huh. motor. Back when dad had it, we did a starter motor, which is a, a bit of a weak spot on those apparently. So it's like, that's it. Have you yeah. done a shock? No. Nah. <laughs> like a couple of batteries, you know, tyres, oil, normal stuff. That's but- normal stuff, yeah. That is it. You know, the windows all work. The cruise control works. Every, the central locking works. The remote still works. Like, yep. it doesn't leak oil. You know, you just go, if that was a Euro with 300,000 and, you know, the sort of... Everything would have been done. Oh, mate. It would be a brand new car again with all the parts. <laughs> exactly. It would be fully rebuilt by 300,000. And you know what? There will be this annoying intermittent problems that keep popping up in it. Yeah. And you can't replicate it when you take it to yeah. the mechanic. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, has the transmission ever done anything other than be in the right gear? Nope. Like, perfect. You know, you just like, that's the difference. And it's uh, people that have only had Euros, they just don't get it. No, they don't. They don't, they don't know what they're missing out on. Mm. It'd be it's like a... dating someone who's a serial cheater, you know, and always their eyes are wandering <laughs> and whatever. And then, <laughs> Jeez. And then, you, and then you end up in a relationship with someone who's just, supportive and devoted and lovely and you know only has eyes for you you, you, you wouldn't know any different 
Well, you know what? You know what? Missing. She'll change, Edward. She'll change. I'm sure she'll change. Oh, she, it was the last time. She's not going to do it again. <laughs> already replace it. It'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Oh, at least the transmission's done. We won't need to touch that bit again. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I have said that myself on numerous cars. You know, oh, well, at least that's done. You know, but yeah. I remember my yeah. mom. She she had she had a BAE gas and. Um, she loved that car. She, she it did well over three hundred thousand kilometers. And the only thing that went wrong in that car, and it didn't even go, it just started leaking, was the power steering pressure hose, which she replaced. That was it. Pressure hose. But again, in three hundred thousand k to do a power steering pressure hose. That was it, Edward. I'm mm. fine with that. No yeah. drama. You yeah, know? Like, that yeah. was it. So, yeah, different worlds. Different, different worlds. worlds. Anyway, well, gentlemen, I've been thinking, right? And you know, I've been pondering. It's it. This year marks five years since we lost our manufacturing here in Australia for automotive, automotive um, abuse. Um, five years. Can you believe it's been five years already since the wow. last Commodore rolled off a, rolled off a line? Like it's, it's, it has, it has gone quickly. And in that time, you know, like I was like, far out, like the, the pricing has just gone nuts uh, for, for various Australian made cars. But I was just like thinking, you know, we did, we did do some cool cars here and, and because it's been five years, I thought we'd we'd kind of touch on this. You know, what would what would have been the Australian built cars that you that you would happily own or happily would have bought? And you know, in in memory of our of our five years of losing our you know auto, all automotive manufacturing here, what what would be what would be the ones that you would buy? Now it's kind of sad because because like you look back, and you're like, oh wow, I wish I could have bought that, and uh, oh like that were kind of cool and this and the other, but. But then, but then again, we don't do anything like that anymore, and and a lot and a lot of uh, countries are very very similar to that. So they've they've had they've, they've, they were manufacturing cars like Mazda had a plant in New Zealand, I think at one point they were making cars there, and and yeah, you know, we had we had you know many countries making many cars. Now it's just a select few. It's interesting to see. But why would you guys go for your Australian built cars? What would you have bought? Now again. Australian built cars doesn't just cover Ford and Holden. There was many, many cars in there. So, what would you have bought? Hmm. Mitsubishi 400. It's a it's a successor to the 380. <laughs> <laughs> so one that was never actually made. One that That's was never fine. made. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I was like, is that a truck? What is that? <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that, Riz, because like I'd 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 like a Rally Art Magna. I think a Rally Art Magna would be would be really cool. Uh, you know, Evo body kit, Oz racing wheels. I think the, I think they're Oz or the BBS. I think they were Oz. You know, red dials, red stitching. Sorry, no, yeah, red no, dials. They were pretty out there, weren't they? Those. Mm. Yeah, red red dials, red leather interior, red steering wheel, red this, red it's that. Sort of, like, they're so wrong. They they're kind of right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> It's, ta- yeah. it's it's taking a very boring. It's like the Volvo 240s where they tried to make them a bit sporty with the alloys and stuff, and yeah. you know it's like it's taking a very dull car and trying to make it crazy sporty with this. They had a huge wing on the back. Oh, massive! Like it was like it was like an Evo six wing. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was very very similar. Mm. Might have been the same. Cool. But yeah, they could have been. Yeah, and they they Just went, went to hard. the parts bin. Yeah. <laughs> That's what car companies tend to do. You can't take you can't talk about taking a bland car and and blinging it in Australia and not mention the Orient TRD. Mm-hmm. Was I was going to mention that. that. Yeah, yeah, mate, nice. <laughs> and that was that was more made here, wasn't it, Orient? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Well, Orient's were they were made here. That oh, um, oh, no. 
we were the only ones to actually supercharge that v6 besides lotus in the mm. and and like a lot of people that a lot of like people overseas like they buy rec trd superchargers from here for them for for, for, okay. for their ones but yeah i feel if that was rear wheel drive it would have sold so much better even yeah. if it was all wheel drive if that was all wheel drive that would have been hilarious um mm, yeah. But I mean, like they were automatic only, which is okay. Like a lot of cars are automatic only, but the fact that the front wheel drive and they torque steered apparently really badly, but I reckon they looked good. They went hard, but yeah, they just didn't, they just didn't have the, uh, the presence and like the, the market share, like that they would have, that they would have like, they were, they were expecting, I must just say. I was just going to say when I, uh, when I started thinking about this topic, there's a lot of cars that were produced here, at least assembled here that you don't think of as being assembled here back in the early sixties, there was a, I think it was AMI Australian motor Industries. Mm-hmm. Is that right, David? Yeah. Um, I'll look at David because he's older than the rest of us. He might remember it, but um, <laughs> they assembled not only Toyota Corollas back in the day, but and Coronas, and Coronas Mercedes Benz Finneys. There was mm. a time when Mercedes Benz Finneys were rolling off the production line in Somewhere down Port Melbourne way, I believe. Yep. Rambler Hornets. Ramblers. Yep. Yeah, they did the mm-hmm. Rambler Hornets and stuff here, which you wouldn't expect. Of course, my beloved Renaults were assembled here in Heidelberg in Melbourne. And the Citroen ID19s. Citroens, yeah, and mm-hmm. Peugeots as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of French stuff that you think, oh, wacky French imports. Well, they were they were done here and they had a lot of local content. That was the whole idea was you know yeah the body shells come over and the you know the doors come over and what have you but then there's speedos and fabrics and you know a, a lot of other components i think it was was it 30 or 40 percent of all the other components had to be local something like that i might be wrong about that i thought it was actually higher than that maybe maybe i think it, i think it changed over time i think early yeah. on you know as the if the longer the car stayed here it had to have more and more local content. more and more local content yeah mm-hmm. so it's just interesting to think that, like, my Renault, two of my three Renaults were assembled here. My Mini was assembled in Zetland in Wales. So the BMC had a huge plant in, in Zetland near Sydney. Minis and MG Midgets and Mini Mokes and, you know, all that stuff churned off the line there, which you don't sort of think of as being Australian. What was the other one I was thinking of? Well, the Austin 1800 Ute. That, yeah, that, that, was, was, that was Australian owned. Exclusive to Australia. Yeah, yeah that yeah. never never existed in any other market. Mm. So there's all sorts of stuff back in the day. Like you said, Matt, we, we tend to think of Ford and Holden, but there's a whole raft of stuff that was was put together here. Yeah, we, we did some pretty cool stuff that nobody else really did. Like, again, I, I, if it wasn't for us, the Ute wouldn't exist. But but pe- people tend to, f- tend to forget, like, we did do, we did make cars here that, that some, some people, like, we didn't, that weren't, released anywhere else in the world like like you were saying about that mm-hmm. the the what you just said now like about a minute ago which we only got the ramblers the minis the renos the Purgos, no, or... uh no the, the um the ute that you're mentioning before david oh the austin 1800, austin 1800 that's right yeah the land crab ute land crab ute yeah and the other, and then, one, the, i was just gonna say and of course the successor to the 1800 was the kimberly and tasman yeah. very australian names with the six yeah. uh um, east-west mounted six-cylinder engine in the front. Yeah. Which I think they shared the same doors as the 1800, but that was the only You're right. yeah. only common yeah. common thing. And um, the other one was Land Rovers, you know, um, PMC, I think it was, Pressed Metal Corporation, in again in New South Wales, assembled a hell of a lot of Land Rovers here. 
mm. um, which I think was linked into the Snowy Mountains Hydro Scheme where they had such a voracious appetite for Land Rovers back in the uh, 50s, 60s and whatever it was that um, a lot of them were, yeah, were churned out here. Mm. And the interesting thing, just to, when you were saying about Ford and Holden, of course, it wasn't just they assembled them here. They assembled them pretty much in all the eastern states and across in South Australia. So there was Acacia Ridge was Holden in Queensland and um, Pagewood in New South Wales, Dandenong here in Melbourne, mm. uh, and Elizabeth's in South, in South Australia. So you can actually tell which plant they were made by the by the VIN numbers too. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, uh, My Magna? Australian. Australian. Even got the sticker on the rear window still that says made in Australia. Yes. Cool. Awesome. No, they 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 had many plants here and again we we tend to forget the things the things that we made and things that we sold but Nissan, Scotty's Nissan came out of Clayton. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, my 31 definitely. Uh, I mean uh, alongside Volvos and Volkswagens. Yep. Well, yes. by, Volkswagens had finished by then, but yeah, they had Three, they had three big, um, all all those three brands all went through the same pots of paint, and yeah, uh, yeah. basically um, they were all made side by side. At, yep, through the seventies. Yeah, no, um, it's bizarre to think that a Volkswagen Beetle from that era was, or a Golf was, was Aussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, seventy six was the only year they assembled Golfs here, and they were so appallingly bad. <laughs> From 77, they were all full imports. Right. So the GLS was the full import. The GL was, was locally assembled. Local car. Yes. And you can tell because they, they were, none of them were metallic because they couldn't do metallic paint at Clayton. I couldn't do it. Nope. nope. Not very good at metallic. So the metallic 180Bs and uh, Volvos back in the in the day all were fully full imports. Wow. <laughs> If I did have to choose an Aussie car, though, for me, it's VR VS Commodore, like a real Aussie Aussie car. Yeah. You know, that, my mate had the VR Calais, and I've just always, I spent a lot of time in it, so I've got quite a soft spot for that car. But, um, yeah, VR VS Bellina or a Claim or a Calais, you know, that'd be my, if you had a gun to my head, my Aussie, my Aussie pick. Okay. Look, I think interesting point around the R31s being made in Clayton. When I did my internship at Bosch, one of my managers said to me that there was a myth going around that Bosch That's at Clayton used to make alternators and starter motors and potentially had a tunnel. Oh, you mentioned this before, yeah, the tunnel. Yeah. Underneath Centre Road. Now, it's probably a myth. It never happened. But it, given the automotive industry sort of congregates around a particular area, so the suppliers will be close to the manufacturers and all the rest of it. I think once we started to lose it all, it just didn't, it's, it's so hard to bring it back up. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, unfortunately, we've lost a lot, of, a lot of that. And, you know, even, so not the, I remember like Altona was producing Camrys, which the dealers were flogging for under 30 grand. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of car for $30,000. Yeah, and they were reliable as all cameras, cameras are, are. <laughs> but you know, um, hence they're big in uh, our community, as uh, Alan Deep Singh would probably understand as taxi driving community that we have. Um, but but you know, given that Toyota is still doing something at the plant, I don't know what they're doing, commissioning hydrogen tanks and 
whole lot of other things for the Toyota Mirai and the technology that wouldn't really kick off. Like we could have continued to make those Camrys, but I also understand they lost a big export market, yeah. which was the Middle East. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's the economies of scale. And I think we had a good industry. If we had the right sort of political uh, influence, we could get something similar, but potentially invest in what the world will need in the next five to seven years in the automotive world. Mm. But I guess, you know, we currently don't have that and other countries are reaping the benefits of it, of an automotive manufacturing um, sort of, you know, congregation where you have the manufacturer and then you have all the different companies that will supply parts and components to it. Yeah. If you had to choose a car, Rizzi Ross, well, what would you go for? Which Australian built car would you would you take? Or, or cars, which you, would you take? I'd probably... The TRD Orion was was pretty cool. But, you know, I'd be pretty happy with even some of the last of the V8 manual um, Falcons. Um, Doesn't have to be a Ford performance vehicle because they're generally reserved for the very exclusive and the the wealthy like Matty J himself. Um, But even even a standard, standard V8. Commodore in manual, oh, sorry, V8 Falcon in manual would be would be pretty cool. Not a Volkswagen country buggy, Riz? <laughs> uh, well, if we can find any, I don't think there would be many. <laughs> they are quite rare. I know someone that has one if, you, if you're interested. Me too. Same person, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, first, paying respect to my brother, Rizzy Ross, looking forward to the future and the hypotheticals. Uh, the partnership between Nextport and BYD, they're looking to actually start some manufacturing in Australia, possibly in 2023. Mm. And that'll be some future Australian built cars. And there's a prototype of um, a ute. Prototype of a ute that they're looking to build. That should look good. Based on the BYD Tang. Oh, yep. That's the biggest yeah. SUV. So that'll there. be something, you know. Uh, I think, you know, the future is unfortunately or fortunately electric and you know an electric ute would be sick um like i said if the rivian you know was was sold here that'd be pretty sweet but it's probably not gonna be for a while at least i think uh, byd is probably gonna get to jump on it and most likely bring something of this nature to our shores so that'll be something looking forward assuming they do build it here in australia i think there's talks to do something in um uh in uh, Marseille or something, New South Wales. But that's mm. hypothetical. So, you know, we'll, we'll try and keep it real. There's a few kind of on the list. Like, I think I'll just start with the top of the list. It'll probably have to be a Malou, specifically a V Series 1. That was probably the shape I liked the most. Uh, I think that that one, um, it looked new enough. It didn't get like the, the nostril action that the Series 2 started getting and stuff. So I think, yeah, something like a V Series 1. Malou, that'll probably be like very much the top of my list. Um, then you'd obviously include any, like, you know, the V8s or the Turbo 6s sold by Ford, along with, you know, some other V8s by Holden as well. Special mention, of course, to the VL Commodore with, <laughs> um, with a Japanese heart, but very much an Australian slash Wogmobile. <laughs> it's, you know, begging to be pulled over by the cops, dosing in that RV30, you know. It's uh, it's hard to beat. 
something interesting I did find was um, we had was an, an Australian-built supercar, the Bolwell Nagari. Nagari. Yeah. Nagari, Were they made in Frankston? Uh, Seaford. Ah, oh, Seaford, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Close. So it's still there. So they sold 118 cars. Yeah. Now, are they accounted for? Like, is, has, has anyone's... Has any gone up for sale? Like, is there any figures? Uh, they're, they're held pretty closely by the owners. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a very active Bowl car club, um, and they, they're bringing good money now. I mean, um, a lot of people don't know what they are, but, but yeah, that was actually on my list too. I mean, that was a... That was a all fiberglass V eight powered. Well, you could actually choose. There are a number of different engines you could choose from them, uh, and they also made a convertible as well. But yeah, they were pretty cool looking things. So they built them. They produced cars basically from sixty two to seventy nine. But the most popular one was the Mark uh, Mark Seven, which was the Nagari. Still a pretty looking car. Um, pretty rudimentary in the interior. You know, like it's pretty much like a kit car, but they, um, but yeah, I mean, you see one on the road today. I saw one not long ago, actually, on the road, and it was like, whoa, okay, haven't seen one of those for a while. Don't weigh very much, so they go pretty hard. They too. go pretty hard, yeah. Mm. I was thinking, like, to, to other things as well. Uh, we we did sell combis here at one. I mean, we did make combis here at one mm. point. Um, mm, combi. That's definitely on the top of my list. But a GTS or Skyline. Uh, people don't really remember them, but the people that know know, and they were a full rework by SVD Special Vehicles Division by Nissan here in Australia. Only sold here. They had a different, they had a different diff. They had uh, different extract, or they had a different exhaust, different camshaft, uh, you know, um, engine calibration, and they were they were a fast car. They were a quick car, and one of those in a manual would be would be a ripper. Uh, it would be a fun car to own. Uh, I know because people love thirty ones in general, but but one of those, Scotty, would be would be sick. I think. Mm. Yeah, they're starting to go up now. More popular because I think they had the GTS and then the GTS two that came out within the, the series three of the R thirty ones. Yeah, everything about them all completely changed. Whole different body kit that people want to replicate and have, but can't. Also, going to say a uh, big, a uh, big one to uh, to to our good friends at Valiant. <laughs> uh, always liked the the VJ series chargers. Uh, I think they were just a cool looking car. Charger, charger. Hey, yeah. charger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, friend of mine, a friend of mine's got one. He's a good friend of the show. He's come on the show a few times, and and every time every time I see that car, it brings a smile to my face because it, it's just they were just a good looking car. Like they they looked right, and they won Wheels Car of the Year. The Charger didn't so. No, they were actually a good car. And he's got the, the, the 265 and hammers. Goes really hard. So it was a, I thought that was a really cool one. Would you rather a Charger or a Combi? Oof. Combi. Me I'd too. Have a, I'd have a Combi. <laughs> I, love, I love Chargers. I think they're cool. I just, yeah, Combi for me. I really, okay, so they made them both here. Would you go split screen or bay window? Split screen. Okay, so you've got a lot of money. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old school, Matthew. They say uh, it's what did you say? What did your friend say? Oh, mate, ten grand a window. Ten grand a window. Ten so. grand a window. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you value a combi? Ten grand a window. Yeah. I think you should really aim to get one, Matt. Yeah, I want a combi, but the thing is, I again, I need to put, I need to have a place to put it. And so that it's on my list. I'm going, I'm going to get one one day. I said that mm. you guys I will. It just, uh, yeah, just taking taking a bit of time, but but we'll get yeah. there. Actually, what about the uh, iBuzz pro- prototype? 
We were talking yeah. about that last week. Yeah, I know. We are yeah. like I'm. I would seriously, if I if I was looking for a new car, I'd consider <laughs> I consider one because I think it's I think it's awesome. Well, there's definitely a bit of buzz amongst us. I think it looks great. I think it's really cool. It's probably the best thing v, VW have done in in. 30 40 years like everything's just the golf hasn't changed shape essentially in the last 30 years so this is this this is like um something that's interesting and cool i wouldn't buy what about a sandman you uh, sandmans were just we're just cool nice yeah sandmans were just like i I remember when they tried to bring that back yeah Yeah, it wasn't the same yep it wasn't the same it was just a normal ute with a canopy just didn't wasn't right no it was a nice nod, I think. Yeah. No, when they were done nicely and properly, and they're in a good colour. Yeah. It was it was a nice historical sort of tip of the hat to to the Sandman, I think. But yeah, the original ones were brilliant, and they, that colour palette, that seventies colour palette of you know, aquamarine and papaya and Those homes and on their cars or in their best somewhere. Yes. Yes. Now people are very afraid of. No, if I'm to buy a new car, I'm going to go for a crazy color. Like I, 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 I would want to do that. I'd say I, I want, I want the color that's like you know, the hero color of the car, and I, I'm that, that's that's me right there. Mm. Uh, Indeed. You know uh, what I've decided recently, Matthew? Tell me, Edward. <laughs> Here we go. I know I have these revelations. A bit like <laughs> Scotty's driving, you know. <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> You might recall a while ago I was on about Morgans. Oh, here oh, we go. <laughs> yep. I still like Morgans, but then I moved on to the cheaper version of the Morgan, maybe an old MGT series, you know. Oh. I was I was toying with that because I saw one for sale and that sort of, you know, piqued my interest. But now I'm back onto a car that I've always wanted, I've never owned, I've come close a couple of times, and I'm like, it's cheaper than a Morgan and well, some of them are cheaper than an MGT series. But I was like, I think it's time for me to have a bright yellow Mini Moke. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's A series. It's mini. It's fun. You can tune those engines really well. And uh, I could just see myself driving that around. I, I would love it. Saw one at um, Phillip Island. Yeah. Last week. It was just the white, which I'm pretty much that's the only color really I've ever seen yellow. is white. I want yellow. I've it's seen not. a yellow one on the Peninsula Link Freeway recently, but yeah, yeah. there's very few around. There's a guy with a blue one next to my school. I see him all the time. He, he uh, drives it. It's still got a full edge. He drives it all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I just want to use it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great fun. Rizzy Ross, I, I know you got to go, but you, go Rizzy, bye Rizzy. Um, get better soon, my friend. But also, <laughs> you said you wanted to mention something about about um the car uh, car companies that I'm not selling and that the spot is selling stuff. So. That's just what one of them. Media outlets, maybe it's just they want some clickbait news so they can get more clicks for their website. But they reckon that there's Honda Australia has a fair few vehicles that are currently in storage and are not being sold, which I didn't really believe at that time. And uh, like I said, there's probably um, insiders that are part of our attendees of this podcast that would probably know a bit. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. We're clearly talking about uh, the, those with the Zen. Me. It does beg the question, though, doesn't it, Riz? You know, when, when you go to an agency model, yeah, as Honda have done with fixed prices for all of their cars, 
um, and Mercedes are doing it. And, Mercedes you know, are doing it as well. Other yeah. than following suit, you know, when you do that, the whole notion of having an older stock car that you discount to move it, yes, um, like a run out or something that doesn't have the latest spec upgrade or a, a 2019, you know, 2019, what year are we? A 2021 model now, we're in 2022. Any of those reasons, traditionally are reasons why car companies would say, oh, that's fine, you know, five grand off, clear out mm-hmm. that stock. And people are happy. Oh, I've got a five grand discount. I don't give a yeah. rat if it says it's a 2021 model. You know, if you're an agency model dealership or manufacturer and you can't discount, how do you move that older stuff? And what incentive is there for someone to take that older stuff? There kind of isn't. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, this notion, I don't know whether Honda do have cars in warehouses or not that are older, but that that notion is is sort of almost a bit foreign to... Mm. A company that's like, oh, what, what, what do we do with these things now? And I think that's the challenge that a lot of these uh, manufacturers, well, you know, not really manufacturing here, but that uh, they bring the cars into Australia. Very hard to manage the supply and demand. Well, you're never of- gonna. You're always gonna try and keep that really tight. Yes. Yeah. I'd, ideally, you'd have just enough. You know, maybe not quite enough to satisfy demand and keep people hungry. But invariably, that's not always going to work and you're going to end up with a bit of an oversupply of a particular colour or whatever or spec. And if you're not allowed to discount, what? how do you move those cars? Yeah. And that's, that's where it's going to get interesting what, what they may end up doing. Like, you can't have a car sitting there for more than 12 or 18 months. No, God, no. 12 and, months. So a car that has a birthday is an absolute matzo ball for most mm. people. They don't I mean, it reminds me... I think it was just before COVID, I heard that uh, a dealer, I think in Ferntree Gully, Hyundai had discovered a 2017 model Hyundai i30. <laughs> that was nearly two and a half years later. <laughs> they didn't know they had. Oh, and God. then they were trying to get rid of it. It had like 60 kilometers on it or something. Yeah. And and then they tried to sell. Then someone bought it because as you were saying, Ed, it's, you know, it was, but I think why would they, they, they would have given someone a good deal on it. And then right. change the oil for me. I'll take a two-year-old car, whatever. Yeah. And that's what they couldn't, you know, they, I guess with the fixed agency models, they can't do that. And this is, um, I know at the moment they have the pro, well, they have, I guess, supply is meeting demand for most brands hmm. and demand is exceeding supply for most brands as well. But once that, once we get past COVID chip shortage and other things, then the situation will get quite interesting because it's not the first time Honda's tried the fixed price model. They've tried it in the US and certain states in the past, and then they reverted back to the standard dealership model and whatever that was. So interesting times. What they need to do is MTO, all you need to know. Well, one, one, one thing just on that is that I had a car, I had a CFA serviced just after the it changed and um, the whole loan car situation had changed and the loan cars were actually owned by Honda. They weren't dealership cars anymore. All right. So that's one way probably they would then oh, they would register them as service loan cars oh. and then give them to the yeah. remaining dealerships. And then they get and sold off as... Then they're executive <laughs> driven or... or Demos or something. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, David. That's a good outlet. Mm-hmm. All right, Rizzy Ross, you've got to go, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Get well, buddy. Thanks, Jen. See ya. Bye. See you, Riz. Back on 
to uh, the cars that we would buy, Australian-made cars that we would buy? Scotty. So I was thinking old and kind of more newer Aussie cars. So we kind of touched on the Valiant Charger, which I agree with. And I think around that era is when Australian manufacturers of muscle cars was definitely at its peak where we releasing Tiranas, Monaros, GTs, GTHOs. So my go-to obviously would be the XY, GTHO Phase 3. That's probably my favourite of the muscle cars. What's well, the ultimate? Um, it's the Australia ultimate. Made. Yeah. It's the ultimate Aussie muscle car, isn't it? Well, is and that, it was the fastest sedan back then too. So yeah. better than, better than the yes Commodore. Is that what you're saying, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I don't, no, I don't like your all. tone. I don't like your tone. <laughs> I mean, nothing against the um, Holdens as well. I I liked them coming through. Um, I remember my childhood seeing a, no, a really nice, clean VPSS mm. that um, got around. And I don't think I I don't think I really even seen VPs anymore. Yeah, the VPSS no, is not a common sight. That's for sure. Yeah, the, the VNSSs were everywhere. VPSSs were a lot harder to find. People didn't like yeah. the VP because they went to IRS, and mm. they're like, and they're like, well, we we want to be able to to take it quickly down the quarter mile. We don't want it to handle. We just wanted to do to do one thing. And a lot, a lot of people with there, like I, I had a guy coming to Super Cheap, uh, geez, a few weeks, yeah, just before Christmas, and he was like, um, yeah, he's like, I shouldn't have done it when I was younger. I've, I've he's still got he's got a VPSS, but he put a he put a falling in it just because he, he used to take it racing and stuff. And he's like, I should have, should have just kept it as an IRS car. It's worth more money of original. But yeah, no, he was like, yeah, VPSSs you just don't see. VNs are everywhere. So even like, I don't even see VNs anymore. Yeah, yeah, they used to see them all around. I don't know where they disappeared to. Much. No, <laughs> not really. But I just remember, like, you know, when I was still at school, I'd see them around everywhere, and I'd see the, um, you know, Calais and things like that. Just. They're all gone. So all that's how up. I feel about VBs and VCs. Yeah. <laughs> they sold gazillions of the things. And, yeah, they've just all gone off the road. Yeah, they vanished. <laughs> and then I was thinking the next car that I would go for, a little bit more modern, and I think the best thing that Australia, or oh, definitely Ford did, was turboing the four-litre, four straight six. I think that's a fantastic motor, and I'd be more than happy to have just a XR6 turbo. As a daily to plot along in, it'll keep going. Plenty of plenty of power, plenty of space. I think that's, I think that's what we were good at at making cars that exactly. could travel. Yep. Yeah. You no, know, could cover long distances comfortably and effortlessly. Yeah. Effortless. Yep. I think we did that really, really well. That's something that we. Yeah, you're right. We, we 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 nailed. I think like we we drove 18 hours in a territory one one day straight, except for, except for stopping for lunch, and. We got out like a little fresh as daisy, like it was totally fine. They were made to just go long distance, just drive, and like, we're, we're good at that. Definitely good at that. Anything else before we before we move on? I also had considered something like a Monaro. It's just maybe it's because I'm a younger man, um, like because they discontinued the Monaro a bit earlier. Well, they discontinued it twice, like, um, yeah. but the, the Monaros that we had when we were young, I feel they'd just be that kind of little. Miss, they'd be missing a little bit of that extra push that you'd get in the like the later era of cars if they continue the Monaro up to like the VE or the VF. I think and the Monaro is available in that kind of thing. That'd be the that'd probably sit on top. I think uh, of a Malou as well for me in terms of choice. But yeah. still, I think the 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 point the cars are already 
through the end, I think that would be it for me. But yeah. again, very interested in an electric, an electric ute. That'll be, yeah. uh, I reckon that's the future of Australia. CV8Zs were, were for me the, the coolest Monaro that they did uh, at the end. The, uh, the coppery, bronzy ones. Bronzy one, yeah. And, and they, came, they came in that really bright, ba- like kind of a, not a baby blue, but like that really nice blue that they came in as well. They were, they were yeah, good. I know the blue. Yep. Yeah. Gorgeous it's car. Car blue. Yep. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Actually, my other go-to would have been the HSV. Remember when they had the GTS and the GTO, the two-door? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The GTS was the pick because I think it was like 300 kilowatts back then, and that was massive. That was massive for two for the year 2001, I think, or 2000 when it came out. Mm, I remember when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, 300 kilowatts! Wow!" Yeah. <laughs> it came in that nice yellow too. So it, yeah. I was just going to say, as Ed kindly pointed out. I'm a little bit older than the rest of you. Um, my uh, Aussie default car is a bit older again. I would have to go uh, an LX Tirana hatchback, I think. I think I, I th- the Tirana was such a blocky sort of, you know, built a bit like a battleship. Yeah. Um, and they thought, oh, hang on a minute. These hatchback things are pretty uh, pretty trendy. I think we'll do that. So they <laughs> ripped two doors off. But hardly any luggage space whatsoever. Uh, and um, but, but it looks sporty. It was an optimistic design, I've, I've got to say. And even an SL, a nice three point three liter SL would be nice. Oh. Although SLR five A nine X would be even nicer, of course. Um, <laughs> That's the ultimate, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop tank A nine X would be very cool. What about a um, uh, what about a hatch hutch to go with your with your with your? Goes without saying. Goes without saying. You, you have to have a hatch hutch. I, I can't remember if I've said it before on the podcast but years ago i remember seeing an exhibition uh, display of holdens at fed square one day and there was a beautiful metallic purple i think it was i think it was the color was called purple lx sl hatch with the cream interior and a blurb thing on the windscreen you know this is the lx hatch probably one of the most iconic cars in australian history um uh, of course it was the the car that the chamberlains drove to airs rock in what a shame they didn't have the hatch hutch. That was the comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit cheeky. A bit cheeky. But um, the, um, that, and that car, actually the Chamberlain car's still evidently, I'm not sure if it's on display in a museum or it's still a part of police evidence, but it's still, it's done like 60,000 Ks. It's it's a really low kilometre. It exists, yeah. yeah. Still in existence. But, you know, there's something I like the optimism of the fact that we were going to take this, you know, tractor like locally produced car and make it into an exotic hatchback and didn't quite hit the mark. But, you know, it was, uh, and they even produced a Sunbird hatchback for a while, too. It's a falling four four cylinder engine in it. Um, And either the the Philippines made or the Opal four speed gearbox, which was hideous. Um, there was a um, an old couple at the camping ground we used to stay at over Christmas as kids, and they were the like the janitors. Of, you know, they would clean the toilet blocks and sort of maintain the campground. And they had one of those in yellow. Um, <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it was a four door. Yeah, it was the four door of that late late Tirana. Yeah. And um, one day she, we went down there one year, and it was suddenly aquamarine sort of blue. And apparently she'd had it painted to match her favourite tracksuit. And, oh. <laughs> and then gradually over the next few years, it wasn't a particularly good paint job. It, it ended up back, back being yellow again. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it just peeled its way off. 
Yeah. They actually came in an aqua colour that you could get yeah. from the factory yeah. and it was called Aquarius, just yeah. buying into that whole 70s yeah. you know, dawning of the age of Aquarius hair oh, thing. You know. yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool. And we did, we, did some, we did some cool things, didn't we, though? Like we, did, yeah. we, did, we, did, we, did some, we did some cool cars. Like, uh, I, said, I mentioned on, on the show many times, like I think the coolest car Australia ever made was the Sandman, hands down. Like That was definitely the coolest car ever. But... Yeah, well, we we had, we had cool names for things, and and we we always did things different, but but we made them for our for our yeah, conditions and, and our, our I guess way of life, I, I suppose in, in Australia, like you know taking the pigs to market on the Monday and and going to church yeah. on Sunday, we got we got the Ute, so that that's yeah that's how that happened. A few more, uh, I'll quickly reel off. Uh, I would love to get um, a GDSR W1. I think that's like the ultimate, you know, Commodore. An ED XR8 Sprint, like I shared for you guys the other day, because yeah. it, it was a very underrated car. Nobody knew what they were. They were. Did you GT. see what that finally went for at auction? No, I didn't. Did, no. Didn't see the end, the end, the end price. Um, as you were mentioning, anything Barra Turbo powered, Scotty was you know bit of a bit of a. Bit I saw of a, a TS50 yesterday, so I'd throw that in. Oh, jeez. Rather rare. Yeah, mm. very rare these days. We also did. We also made cool cars like like we, we made escorts and 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 we, our RS our RS two thousand was unique to us. Like we we were the only ones to do it in a four door. So in oh, the world, so every, everywhere else there were only two doors. So we were the only people to, to make it as, as a four door. So they're quite sought after uh, around the world being a four door RS two thousand because because the you know escort collectors over overseas, especially in the UK, are pretty nuts for for you know for old boards like that. So, they love some of the old Aussie stuff, you know. They do. Hmm. I remember an English classic magazine years ago, this guy had photos of his just imported from Australia, his 4.1 litre TE Cortina gear. And he was <laughs> beside himself with joy. And, and here you couldn't give them away, you know, like grow rice in the boots of them and all sorts of things. They were. They, build quality was not a high point on those. but They went really hard because they didn't weigh a lot. And in they, a straight line, yes. In a straight line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always remember my next door neighbor was telling me because uh, he's from Tasmania. He used to live right on the beach. This old lady had a had a TE four point one, and he's like, he's like, he's like, you think used to hammer? Anyway, um, she brought it in one day, and the the rust had gone to it so bad because because of where she lived. Basically, you'd hit the brakes, and the and the the whole like frame would shift forward. And, oh. you, and you'd accelerate, and the whole frame would shift backwards. He, he, he's, he's like, you can't drive this car anymore because he, because he was a he was a um, tire tire shop. He's like, no, just, just put new tires on for me. I'll, I'll be right. He's, he's like, no, I, I'm I I can't let you. You're going to die. It's just uh, not safe at all. He's like, he's like the whole car fell apart, but but the uh, the old four point one kept going. So on the uh, bombshell, back to the studio. Back to the studio. <laughs> uh, um, give Carly a, a plug. If you are looking to get a new car um, and want to know what everyone else is paying in the market, hit up a good man, Rizzy Ross, at carloop.com.au. Basically, um, he makes sure that you're not paying too much and, uh, you know, keeps you informed when the dealers don't want you to be informed. Um, so hit him up. Absolutely. Scotty Stitches, you got nothing to stitch on. Maybe tomorrow, though, you will. Maybe tomorrow. Just a top, top tip. If you own a Mercedes, um, make sure you've got roadside assistance. <laughs> Car took top tip. Top tip. <laughs> Bunting's uh, Rangers for sale. So if you need a Ranger, hit up Mr. Bunting. Oh, look, it'll be for sale soon. Um, other than that, got the Mega for sale. Mirage is on loan, but that will be for sale. So there's a bit floating around in stock if you know if anyone's oh. after a motor. Are you giving that Magna a bit of a drive? 
I have driven it a handful of times. It drives really well. The only thing it needs is front, um, this either the strut mounts or the struts themselves are worn, and you, know, you can hear it clunking in the the top. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like more likely the bushings have gone hard or something like that. Yeah, because it hasn't done a lot of k's, and the the actual suspension itself feels good. It's um, so that's the only thing. It just sort of goes dunka 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 out of the front right, you know, strut mount. But other than that, beautiful. It's so quiet. Yeah. Uh, and if you need your interiors done by Mr. Prince, he is your guy. Like and share our Facebook pages, Car Talk TRQE. Manny Joe, if you miss any of our previous episodes, they're all up on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasting up. So so just listen listen to us there. Become a patron to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Car Talk podcast and support the show there or support the show by buying some merch from our, uh, our spring store. Go to spring and type in car talk store and you'll find some some other t-shirts our latest mr2 design is up on there so have a look and see and uh support the show that gives you all this free content gentlemen always a pleasure thank you matthew you guys next thank time. you matthew. thank you i'm glad to be back good to have you guys back. Thank you. Bye. take it easy